gonna start recording here. Okay. Oh, totally forgot. How do I pronounce your last name? I have an idea. So it's, pronounced, it's pronounced Carpentier. Carpentier. Okay, got it. Yeah. If you want to get fancy, the French pronunciation is Carpentier. Oh, geez, I'm gonna screw that up. <laughs> I know it. Yeah, <laughs> it's up right. to you. Well, what, what do you want to be known no, as? No, Car- Carpentier is fine. It's okay, fine. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Okay, just a sec. Sweet set. Okay, I'm all good. You good? Oh yeah. All right. I'm gonna do my little intro and then we're off. Sounds Nothing great. crazy, pretty straightforward. But uh, yeah, try to be, you know, explain. This is your time. <laughs> cool. All right. <clears throat> uh, okay. Hey everyone, this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music. Today I'm here with Gary Carpentier, who has just released his latest single, Drive, shared on April 23rd, and it's pretty fantastic, I have to say. Gary, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing pretty well myself. How's your day going? What's news? What's happening in Syracuse? You know, it's uh, we're finally out of the snow, so it's great. I like the warm weather. It's finally here. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, new single out, new music. So always something to be happy about. Always. Well, obviously the single is what I want to talk about. The first thing I really want to know is, did you go into this single wanting to do something different than your past releases? Yeah, um, I think that the uh, album I released last year called Lucid, um, I it was a five song EP and it really kind of hit on a bunch of different genres. Uh, I didn't really kind of, didn't want to pigeonhole myself uh, with my original stuff. So I kind of just, you know, whatever vibe I was feeling, whether it was like R&B, pop, whatever, just kind of wrote it, went with it. Um, but this one, Drive, is very me. It's like the most authentic version of myself in song, and I'm really happy about it. So it's kind of like that pop indie alternative vibe that um, anybody that if you listen to music and you like music, you will like this song. It's just one of those songs that make you want to, you know, get in your car and literally go for a drive. So it's pretty, That's awesome. pretty great. Well, wanting to get out of the house and do absolutely anything at this point, we'll definitely be popping it on on any amount right. of short or long <laughs> drive. Exactly. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that this was your first single release of the year. Is that correct? Yeah. So this year, yeah, I released one about this same time last year called Time for Me. But yeah, this is my first of what I'm hoping is about four songs that I'm going to release this year, but this will be the number one of the year. Yeah. Nice. Do you have any plans for those yet? Are they in the works? Can yeah, you they're... not say? I guess it really depends on you. Yeah, no, I can, I can say that's fine. Um, They are still in the works i think one's gonna is like uh, about halfway done um but the other the other two have been written just need to be recorded and the next one i'm just finishing up now but really just putting all the time and focus into drive and celebrating that and uh you know take take like a week to really kind of bask in that 
Yeah, well, yeah, you absolutely should. I know how much work goes into these these types of releases. Yeah. And so I kind of want to talk about the production side of things. So how involved are you in these songs? Are you writing the lyrics? Are you do you have a hand in the instrumentation? How does that work on your end? Yeah, no, all of my songs are um, I, I write all the lyrics for them. Uh, usually the process of it starts out with uh, just the acoustic guitar and and a pen and paper. Um, <laughs> Classic. But thanks, thanks, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, thanks to technology, you know, I, I have uh, my iPad that I just kind of plug in my interface and sometimes I'll just record ideas and then layer a vocal part part and then some harmonies just kind of go from there. And it might even start with like a line I've heard, whatever. But um, yeah, production value, I really work hand in hand with my good friend, Steve Brown uh, over at Brown Mixing and Mastering uh, here in Syracuse. Um, we worked on my EP, last year together and uh we've we've become really tight through it so we we kind of bounce ideas off one another um we have a really good vibe and just a good understanding of one another so production wise we're we're both hand in hand in that through the whole process uh, as far as like songwriting and structuring goes that's that's a lot of me um sometimes steve will throw in a really good idea that i just like can't get off of so we'll just kind of build off of that and yeah i think that's one of the beauties of music you know it's finding somebody that you can really vibe with on that musical stance and uh yeah it's 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 just a fun process every time we get a song going i'm sure of it also having someone like that who you can trust and who gets yeah. you and you know yeah. sort of sees the output and the image that you're trying to craft up like that's a person mm -hmm. you want to keep around oh yeah absolutely i think that with especially with this song in particular, I had a vision going in and everything that was in my head came right out into this song because of him. Like he helped pull nice. a lot of like the little nuances that I didn't know exactly how to do on the, uh, you know, the technological side of it. Mm -hmm. He just got it. We sat and figured it out and it was, it's, I'm so pumped about it. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, so this is your opportunity right here to get as deep as possible, or you can give a vague answer. It's completely up to you. Sure. <laughs> Not necessarily on this single, but in sort of the grand scheme of everything you've created so far, what are you trying to accomplish overall? Like in music in general kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. What's, what's the um, end goal? What's the aim? Yeah. I mean, my goal is to, I don't need to be selling out, you know, Wembley Stadium over overseas and stuff. That's not what my end goal is. And that'd be great, but those are uh, my, I think too big of dreams, but yeah, right. <laughs> um, but you know, my, my end goal is really that I can support my fam my family and wake up every single day and write music, produce music, and play shows. Like that's just my that's the dream. I right. would if I don't have to have a day job and just worry about you know, writing quality music and writing with friends and playing music with friends and be able to spend time with my wife and, you know, eventually my kids and my family. That's what I want. I don't need to be super famous. I don't need to be super rich. I don't need all of that. I just want to be able to, when somebody asks me what I do for a living, I can tell them I'm a touring musician. That's my, that's my dream. I love that. I think yeah. not, not to bash the people that dream too big or anything, but I think something about what you just said is a lot more realistic yeah. and and honestly like anything past that would just be a bonus you're not asking yeah, exactly. for a ton no i really i really like that yeah 
I want to kind of go back to something you said about not pigeonholing yourself um, a few (laughs) minutes ago. In these singles that are to be released, and also I guess all of your music, are you looking to experiment? A a lot of your music, from what I've heard so far, does have a lot of different genre influences. So Mm -hmm. are you looking to expand the sound that you've already worked on? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I I think that from where I started, recording wise you know back in i think it was 2016 when i put out my first thing mm-hmm. i had never been in a studio before so like that whole um ep my time was like my first experience with it um and then with lucid again yeah i just i was kind of in a vibe where any song i wrote i didn't really care what genre it was each one of them was fun enough that it, kind of, it was an experimental ep i guess you could say sure to the point where i wanted each song to kind of tell its own story and take its own course um as far as like the newer stuff yeah I definitely want to start kind of focusing more on what when you hear Gary Carpentier like what's the sound that you picture and it's it's I want it to be like this and I think that the other like three or four songs I've got going on right now are very the same vibe but also you know can can get a little bit more deeper can I can experiment with some different stuff that you know other little nuances that I can throw into those songs that are still different genre um, infused, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part, um, I think the beauty of music, um, one of the best things you can do as an artist is just be experimental and, you know, take different little bits from like, you know, R&B or classic rock and right. all that kind of stuff and plug it in. So uh, yeah, I'm not afraid to be experimental, but I definitely like the fact that I found what I sound like as a musician. Totally. And I think that's really important because like you said, if you're a fan of music, you'll like your music. So if you're just making music for one type of person, Mm -hmm. kind of excluding everyone else. Right. So I get what you're saying. If I were an artist and if I were the one making music, I would definitely be doing the same thing. It's it's a double-edged sword. I mean, it definitely is hard because you want people want security when they're listening to musicians they want to be able to kind of expect what they're gonna what this to expect out of each song and what's coming next um so i mean i definitely took a a leap of faith with putting five different styles kind of on it so um but definitely like the this pop indie like singer songwriter vibe is um where i kind of want to sit and feel good at I get that. At the same time, though, it feels like every top 40 mainstream release at this point is blurring the lines of everything. Like there is no specific genre anymore. It's just like, well, what if we do 30 seconds of this and a minute and a half of that? Right. To try to hit that wide audience. I think there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. Mm -hmm. But but I really liked what I heard on Lucid to the point where it's like, it's you at the base and the mm-hmm. background is doing its own thing. Right. Yeah. And that's, again, I, I, I had so much fun doing that album and got to, one of the big things I, I like to do with my music is if I have anybody else playing on it, um, you know, with Lucid, I had drums, I had bass, guitar, like lead guitar, trumpet. I had my friends, but I wanted to showcase what they can do. So I didn't have any like right. parts written out for them. I literally put them, I gave them the song, like 
maybe a week or two in advance and said, take it home, do your own thing with it, bring it back to me, a couple of different ideas. And it we just, it just was awesome. I loved every second of that. Well, that's the best kind of fun is propping your talented friends up. Exactly. And giving them <laughs> some work and something to do. Yeah, I was like, here's some money, just make it sound good. <laughs> exactly. So, so how do you work on songs? Do you work on songs in batches? Do you work one at a time? Do you kind of hop in all over the place? Yeah, this right now is actually the first time I've been working on more than like two songs at a time. Mm -hmm. uh, I when I was doing the EP, I kind of wrote them like maybe one or two at the same time that kind of overlap. But for the most part, I, I don't like to overwhelm myself too much. Excuse me. So I try to do one at a time. Mm -hmm. um, but I've learned to kind of cancel out other things in my life to make more time and right. more um focus on each song so if i'm feeling you know in like a happier mood and i've got one of my songs that i've been working on stuck in my head like i'll go home and work on it and then if i you know if i'm a diff feeling a little different i'll go to the other one or sometimes i just let it be and let inspiration come you know and try not to force it because it's never a good thing so um Seems yeah, it's, I, enough. yeah exactly i feel like it's different with each song but lately it's been more i can focus on a couple different uh tunes at a time Right. So I want to talk about your musical inspirations a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, is it something that you're, I guess, trying to create your own sound or are you trying to model your sound after those who inspired you to become an artist and also sure. who? Yeah. Um, I think that one of my biggest uh, influences, at least over the last like probably three or four years, um, I'm a big uh, Ben Rector fan. Mm -hmm. uh, so Ben Rector, John Mayer, uh, Ben Howard, um, yeah, Ben Howard. I just love and admire those guys like Hosier. Um, just the way that they write songs, it's all, it's all so unique and it's so, you, you I just get attached to all of their songs and the way that they do right. things. So I definitely have taken some inspirations from each of them. Uh, but I definitely think that my sound is me more than anything. Like, I don't want to obviously copy anybody. Of course um, not. Right. Cause that's just not fun. But, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think that I try to draw inspiration from them. And if I'm ever like stuck on something, it's always cool to kind of, I'll just be listening to them a lot too. And hear something in a song that maybe I missed the first time that'll click with something new that I've got going on. And uh, so, yeah, but I mean, I, my musical genres or um, inspirations come from all over the place. Like I, I grew up on Sam Cooke from like the 50s, 60s, the oh, yeah. Kerner stuff. Um, been, I mean, I still love My Chemical Romance. My wife and I, we like drive to Hell her yeah, hometown in uh, Poughkeepsie down by the city. We'll listen. It's like a three and a half hour drive and we'll listen to anything like Bayside, Motion City Soundtrack, My Chemical Romance, ABBA. Um, we're all over the place. And I think that's one of the best things about music is I'm, you know, it just, it all intertwines and I get it's, it. it's so much fun. I think I can confidently say not a week has gone by since middle school that I haven't listened to My Chemical Romance. Oh my God. I know we're going to, we're trying to go to, a, what is it? Riot Fest? It's Riot Fest in Chicago. Yeah. We were going to go last year, but it got canceled, but My Chemical right. Romance is headlining it and it's supposed to be this year. So yeah trying well, attempting to get tickets for any of the la shows was right impossible didn't get any and uh, hoping that you know whatever the rescheduled dates are can make it work because that would be a wow. dream come true yeah 
but yeah. that's going to be great because Riot Fest looks like a pretty awesome festival. Yeah, I was like pretty, I mean, I haven't listened to a lot of that stuff in a long time, but just know it'll bring you that, back. Oh, yeah, I can't. For sure. I'll have to get some vans, maybe some, uh, of course. maybe they comb over again, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Gotta look the part, obviously. <laughs> yeah, right. Put it down. <laughs> um, so, were there any specific albums in your life that inspired you to take this path as a musician? something that you listen to and you're like, I'm going to make something better than this or like this. Yeah. I think one of the first albums that really, it's so funny too. Um, one of the first albums that I really attached myself to was uh, songs about Jane from room five. Um, and then it all came full circle when um back in 2017 I was on the voice and Adam was my coach so it was like yeah that's gotta be blew my mind and I it was so cool when we got to talk to him because there was a few of us that were like you don't realize like how much that album shaped our lives and he was the most down-to-earth person so I think it's unique in the sense that I got to talk to the person whose album made me want to be a musician type of thing so totally it was yeah, that's probably like the number one album for me that set the course of where I'm at now. How did he even react to that? I'm sure it's something that he gets often. But sure. I, I also assume that the capacity that you're speaking to him and it's not like a quick, um, it's not like a quick passing by conversation. Right. Like you're right. with him. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not like he can just say, see you later. You right. know what I mean? Like, how does that conversation happen? He probably could have if he wanted. He probably could have been like, eh, probably. screw off. But like, <laughs> but like, how does that, like, I kind of want to hear more on that. I was going to ask yeah. you about it, but let's just talk about it now. You can. It's, it's, I'm, I'm an open book, man. It's it's fine. Um, no, he, uh, my, myself and my good friend, Whitney Fenimore, um, she, uh, we both had a long talk about it before we got, or after we got picked, but before we like really met him, mm-hmm. um, we specifically talked about that album and everybody else was like, yeah, I've listened to it. And we're like, no, that like shaped us. It's a 10 so, out of 10. I still have it on yeah, CD somewhere. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where you, uh, it was, that was probably the most surreal moment was me for me was talking to the person again, talking to the person that yeah. put me in my musical journey in motion and he was so nice and was super humble about it um told us like a- asked us if we had any other questions like prepared about it about each song <laughs> like how he wrote it and that stuff cool. it was it was it was so cool and I just I really um embraced that moment a lot which was you know it's it was life-changing so it's that's really cool it, man yeah yeah, yeah. Um, besides that how was the overall experience on the show like I, I mean, I don't necessarily have anything specific, but I'd like to know sort of the process of how that works and, you know, how you enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, the overall process of The Voice is pretty daunting. It's a pretty um, long process because uh, you have to go through like basically like five or six um, auditions to get to the blind auditions. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, but, I mean, but... it was like it was like two hundred thousand people that auditioned in the nation, and I was the last one picked out of forty-eight. So that's it was, geez, man. Yeah, so um, it was cool. It's, I mean, it's still a reality TV show, so it's of course, you know, it is what it is. But I mean, it's gotten me to meet some really cool people. Like I said, I got to work with Adam. I got to work with Joe Jonas. Um, I got to meet some cooler, uh, some great people that work on the um, the show. There, they're all very, very nice. I keep in touch with them on social media. 
Uh, I met a lot of great people through it on different teams and on my team. I've traveled the country and played shows with them now. And, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's one of the best networking opportunities I'll probably ever have uh, at, at this early stage. And right. um, yeah, I mean, I'm super grateful for it. I can't ever say, Oh, no, wow, of course, the whole thing sucked. Like, no, it was, it was awesome. You know, you hear stories from other reality shows. So I'm just happy to hear that this one was, you know, obviously I'm it's, sure it had its cons and we don't need to talk about those, but right. Every, every, I everything like that has its cons. <laughs> the pros, the pros sometime outweigh the cons and, it again it's a reality tv show and it is what it is but i'm yeah. thankful for the opportunity and i mean hey it's got me here talking to you now it's got me traveling the country it's got my songs playing on the radio so I'll, I'm, I'm happy about it totally man yeah. so tell me this what do you enjoy the most about being an artist and a creative um i think the thing i like the most uh is just basically How do I word this without swearing? I don't want to swear. Um, <laughs> this is a family-friendly show. I know. <laughs> uh, I, no I, I love the fact that I can take... I'm a big like comedian. I love to make jokes all day. and I try to be funny and goofy and loud and all this kind of stuff. And I think one of the best things and best reactions I get is when I when somebody hears me that I play music, they're like, oh, he probably does like comedy, whatever. Then they hear me sing and they're like, whoa like what is happening yeah and i think that one of the biggest things for me is that i can have my personality be you know the bubbly spontaneous fun person but then i also take music like i take music super serious but i know how to have fun with it and i like to tell my side of stuff my side of things through music and i i don't i haven't found a better medium to express myself um than in that way and I think it's one of the best things about being a creator and a, and a musician is, you know, it's the way that I see the world and having other people think the same way or, or have their minds be open to a different perspective is really, I, I just love all of that stuff. It's, it's such a, such a, a mind twist. And I just, I love that. That was a fantastic answer. Yeah. Serious? <laughs> no, seriously, that was great. I couldn't have hoped for anything more. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, so now that you're building up this discography, uh, and you know we're seeing the return of live shows for the latter half no. of this year, is there no. any chance you'll be setting up any amount of touring? That is one of my big goals. Um, if not this year, absolutely next year. Um, yeah. I, uh, I am fortunate enough that when I, uh, uh, I do this thing called the silver arrow band. So we're like, a we do weddings we do corporate events and stuff oh, like that. Nice. And we're some of the musicians I have here, uh, Melissa Gardner, for instance, she's our ringleader. She's a jazz trombonist. She played at Madison square garden with, uh, Wolfpack. She played at Red Rocks amphitheater with them. She's big time. She's like the corral of this. And we do anything from like a five to like a 25 person band. But I've gotten really like, yeah, I've gotten really close to a lot of those guys and they've helped me out with my solo music. And also we do some like fun takes on covers, but that's like the group I'm going to run with is a lot of them. And hopefully we're going to start booking some stuff, uh, at least in New York state and like the surrounding states. But the goal obviously ultimately is um, to take it on the road, at least for uh, a couple months and shoot over to the West coast and, you know, have 
I've got friends all over, all over the place that I can throw up on stage to and have some fun with it. So, uh, like I said, if it's not by the end of this year, definitely next year. Very cool. Well, yeah, please make it out this way. I'd love to Oh, absolutely. See absolutely. Um, and that kind of brings me to my next question. So, like I said, you've got this building discography. Can you pick a single song out of it that you'd most like to perform live? Um, hmm. I know they're I all think, your babies, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'll go with three. I'll go. I'll go with three of them. Okay. Um, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> Nine to five off of Lucid is probably one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Um, just because of the backstory and just how it came about, and also that was the first time I wrote a song, and I rec- like. I recorded it on my phone. I put it down and I was just like, yes. Uh, I think that's a really great one to like even open up a show with type of thing. I think it'd be mm-hmm. great. Um, Drive, the new one. I think that'd be awesome. It's a big, um, you know, crowd pleaser. Sure. Uh, and I'm really excited about my, the newest one I got, that I'm working on now. It's called uh, Changing. It's definitely um, something that'll be uninvolved like a crowd involvement song and just something that is keep people upbeat and just in a really really good mood and anybody can relate to it so uh yeah those those three are probably i mean i'm just excited to get back out and play live music in general but yeah there's no uh, wrong answer it's more about getting out there and playing it and you know playing to an excited crowd i just feel like every crowd from here on out is not going to take live music for granted so it's going to be my uh my cousin lives in New Zealand and they had oh, a so jealous. <laughs> they had a music festival like a month ago and it yeah. was full blown and they didn't have anything to worry about because they've just obviously taken care of a step away a lot right. better. But uh, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but you know, that's that's the thing too, is um I'm in one I was in one of the hot areas in New York State, but I'm fully vaxxed now and I know a lot of people will be and uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking forward to getting back out there on the road and doing some fun stuff. Very cool. Very cool. So what are some non-musical goals that you've set for yourself for the rest of this year? Wow. Um, non-musical goals. Uh, well, one big thing, um, I like to do is, uh, I'm a big, I used to play uh, baseball in college. So I'm a big time athlete. Nice. Uh, but obviously, um, you know, baseball's got a life, uh, yeah, a lifespan. Um, but I've, I've grown into big into disc golf. So I've been like having That's, fun with that. You're not alone. Yeah. I, hear I that love a lot it. Of everyone. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Especially cause I used to, I used to pitch in college. So the arm thing is I can throw it really far and I'm having uh-huh. fun doing it. Uh, but I, I would just like to get better at that and spend more time outside, uh, spend some more time with my wife and hang out with her and, she's been super supportive of the musical dream and pretty much anything I do. It's she's just like, yeah, go do it. Whatever. That's so, awesome. Well, that's someone to keep around for sure. No, absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah. Support We're going of someone like that. Yeah. 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 Well, that's awesome. Yeah. But I don't know, just, just trying to stay healthy and just, just try to find more gigging opportunities, but also just, um, you know, just take everything, um, not take everything for as much granted as it probably did beforehand the pandemic I think that, not alone. Mm-hmm. yeah just just really embracing um 
the outdoors time and more time with people and loved ones because you never know I've lost I'm sure I've lost some people to this year that I didn't get to really see because of everything and uh yeah just just really kind of embrace uh one another a little bit more totally understandable it looks like it's (laughs) going to be a solid rest of the year though as things get better and open up and we can live our lives (laughs) hopefully i mean i have i have high hopes at this point i'm trying to stay as positive as possible yeah no absolutely absolutely i mean my my birthday falls on my my 30th birthday falls on memorial day this year and i'm hoping that we can at least have some type of gathering where i can see some people we haven't seen forever but um you know, time, time will tell. We'll see. It's true. It might be like a week of a time thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got one more question for you. Cool. What message would you like to pass off to the first time listener of your music? Someone who's going to discover you for the first time. Wow. That's mm. a tough one. Yeah. Um, the message, hmm, I would like, I would say that if you've never listened to me before, it will, something that I do will, it's always going to be honest and something that I, that you get from listening to me is you will hear things in a different light. Like you will, it'll make you think about things differently. It'll make you, it'll make you feel. It's something that I have put a lot of time and effort and worked into my craft. And the best thing about this is I'm still learning and still working, but it's something that will make you it'll be thought provoking enough that it'll grab you and you'll want to listen more. And you'll like to even go back to the beginning of my journey and you can look up my old music and see where I started, where it wasn't so great to where it is now, where I feel so confident in my musicianship, my vocal, my vocals, my uh, production value, everything like that. So I think it's one of those things where if, if you're looking to grow, you can watch my whole journey and grow with it and gravitate towards that. Perfect. You've convinced me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Gary, thank you so, so much for taking the time out of your day to speak. It has been a pleasure for everyone else out there. Drive is out. Listen to it. Stream it. Check out the rest of his work. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to more, and I look forward to speaking soon, man. Dude, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Have a great rest of your day. You as well. (laughs) Bye-bye.